0: Good morning liberty
1: well what is up all of our liberty loving friends this is another fantastic episode of good morning liberty my name is nate thurston i'm the co-host of the program charlie's not here because this is a dumb Bleep recap episode that's right you know it every single week we bring in, I don't know, maybe 10 of the dumbest things that happened that week. And then the people in the live group who joined up via joingml.com, they get to vote on what the dumbest thing is. And then at the end of the year, we bring it all together tournament style to decide what the dumbest thing said was in the entire year. It is a big deal, and it is always a very popular episode. So what we're going to do in this episode and many more like it. We are going to play you the time that we spent talking about this on the Dumb Leap episode, and this is going to be broken down. These episodes are going to be broken down by month. Once we decide what the winner per month is, there will not be a winner decided in this recap episode. All of that voting will take place in our private Discord server, which you can get to by going to joingml.com. We will decide what the winner of the month is, then we will divide those by quarter, the winner of Q1, 2, 3, and 4. We'll go together in the final four to decide what the Dumb Leap of the Year is. Coming up on December 30th, I believe. It will be next Friday. So enjoy listening to the recap. It's always fun to go back and see how we were talking about specific things almost a year ago. And remember some of the dumb that occurred. Have fun.
2: All right. Dumb bleep number eight. (laughs) Dumb bleep number eight. It is John Stossel, I believe. Uh, But this is, oh, another video. Sorry, I was going to read the tweet.
1: Well, you can, well, that's in the thing, but he's talking to a teacher's union representative. John Stossel is. And uh, man, real quick clip here, but let's hear it. Parents to decide what's best for their kids.
0: What you're doing is you're incentivizing a lack of collaboration. If I'm competing directly against you, then I have a vested interest in doing better than you. But isn't that good? Not in education. Why not
1: trust the parents? (laughs) I'm going to play it again. Decide what's best for their kids.
2: What you're doing
0: is you're incentivizing a lack of collaboration. If I'm competing directly against you, then I have a vested interest in doing better than you. But isn't that good? Not in education.
2: (laughs) If I'm competing against you, I have a vested interest in being better than you and doing better than you. Isn't that good? Not an education It's not. (laughs) No, I don't want to have to be better. Do we need to hear anything else about why people? This does not fit the union.
1: (laughs) Why people don't want school choice and why the teachers unions want the things that they want. It's because of that belief right there. And this guy accidentally said the truth out loud. He literally says that you had an interest in doing better than other schools and said that that was not a good thing. It's how, how Charlie make up one reason right now for me, because they would lose some of their dues. That's the only reason. (laughs) Make up. What reason do you think he would come up with for why? Because this was a 12 second clip for why that would be a bad thing. It's not. One, someone in the group, tell me something about what, let's just, let's be devil's advocate here. Because poor
2: kids in Mississippi, Nate, and the the poor minority kids in Mississippi would Mm -hmm. still be disaffected by not being able to go to a different school. (laughs) Yeah. And so then it would, uh, you know, uh, we should hold back other kids from exceeding so that they can all be at the same level. Because that wouldn't be fair.
1: We'll just average down all the kids. That's what we need to yeah. do. Oh, That's- not the view. Now we got Hillary Clinton oh, on the man. view. Number nine is just Hillary Clinton and kind of Democrats in the election. So will be all-encompassing because we also have a video to play here in a second that I made yesterday.
2: Look at that sexy, slick back hairdo. But let's just- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Once again, girls who used to be hot. All right, let's hear what she had to say.
0: They felt that he would get away with it just like he always does. What is your feeling about that. You know, I, I don't know, Joy, and I don't want to prejudge. I've been prejudged wrongly enough. Ooh. I'm not going to prejudge somebody <laughs> okay. else. Yeah. And yeah. so I think the key is what the facts and the evidence are, mm-hmm. what the FBI and the intelligence community mm-hmm. learn about these documents, how they ended up there who else saw them mm-hmm. because apparently they've been moved around it's not like they were in a vault they were in a storage room where people go in and out getting umbrellas for the pool or you know something else so i think that we have to we have to wait and we have to we have to have i think two minds about this no one is above the law yep. and the rule of law in a democracy you know has to be our standard but we should not rush to judgment. Right. We should take it seriously. We should be concerned about
2: Of course, we should.
1: Now, no, hey, you know, she kept saying we shouldn't rush to judgment. I'm surprised by that, of course, but wonder what her motive for that would be. Once again, like we talked about earlier in the week, imagine her tweet saying that she didn't have any classified documents. I don't even care about the documents anymore. I care about the lying. Yeah, That's what what bothers me. She didn't have any classified documents, and then she goes on a TV show and says the words, no one is above the law. What? What's happening? She's Hillary Clinton. You can do and say whatever you want. Let's stay on Hillary Clinton here for a minute. This person, who was a rando but got 12,000 retweets at the time, did I screenshot this anyway, said after Hillary lost... She wrote her third memoir, filmed a documentary, co-founded a production company, and launched a podcast. She didn't spend the next two-plus years tantruming on her fake Twitter while demanding a do-over. But do go on about how women are too emotional to lead. She just totally moved past it, didn't she? Yeah. Didn't think about it at all. No. It wasn't even a thing. No,
2: she didn't say anything. Also, this is unfair because Trump was removed Mm. from Twitter, so he... Yeah, he, he couldn't throw any tantrums on Twitter anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna play a video. It's got some minutes to it, but I made a clip, a bunch of clips together, put them together yesterday of Hillary and other Democrats. This seems relevant right now. As good a day as any to get this out there. That uh, if just you haven't heard it.
2: Got over the 2016 election quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, no. That's, they they sat in their feelings. They felt defeat, and then within a couple of days they moved on
1: because just, just over it. Yeah. In fact, it is dangerous for people to even question presidential elections or any election for that matter. When democracy speaks, you accept whatever they have brought you. All right, That is the message that we are being told right now by a certain group of people. And I just want to point out the hypocrisy for fun. Here we go.
2: But can you imagine telling your supporters that the only way you could possibly lose is if an American election was rigged and stolen from you. And ask yourself whether you've ever seen anyone, at any level of government, make the same claim about their own election.
0: You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. The Russians weaponizing information, negative stories about me. Add that the voter suppression that we now know had been in the works and really put into effect in a lot of states like Wisconsin, North Carolina, et cetera. And then let's not forget sexism and misogyny, which are endemic to our society. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day. And History will probably sort it all out. Then I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral vote and I
2: object to a certificate from the state of North Carolina based on violations. I
0: object because people are horrified. January 2017. I object. Objected to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Ohio. 95. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina because of the massive voter suppression. I have an objection to the electoral votes. The objection is in writing, and I don't care that it is not. It is not signed by a member of the Senate. <laughs> I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. It's clear. There are still legitimate concerns over the integrity of our elections. I agree with tens of millions of Americans who are very worried that when they cast the ballot on an electronic voting machine that there is no paper
1: trail to record that vote. How can you win with Russian interference, though?
0: That's the real thing. That's what I'm scared about in 2020. But but rightly.
1: Because I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020?
0: You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in (laughs) my mind. Would
1: you be my vice president? (laughs) Folks,
0: look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put into office because the Russians interfere. One thing that Trump is fearful of when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. If Al Gore won that election, I think he won it anyway. I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct. After the election, when you stole the election, you came back here and said, get over it. No, we're not going to get over it. You know it, I know it, they know it. We won that election! Right to vote has been stolen from qualified voters. In 2004, the democratic process was thwarted. The 2004 presidential election in Ohio was riddled with unnecessary problems. Some machines malfunctioned, causing votes to be counted more than once, or not at all. Based upon an inordinate number of allegations suggesting gross voting rights violations and misconduct, I joined with my colleagues in objecting to counting the state of Ohio's electoral votes. The wife of John Kerry said she has lingering doubts about the legitimacy of the election. Her theory goes like this. Two brothers, she calls hard-right Republicans, own 80% of voting machines in the U.S. Therefore, it would be easy to hack into the mother machines that control the electronic voting. There were numerous irregularities in Ohio, including large percentages of rejections of provisional balloting, problems with voting machines. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. We cannot declare that the election of November 2nd, 2004 was free and clear and transparent and real. Voters who wish to cast a vote for president or vice president can't approach the polls with certainty that their vote will be counted. There aren't going to be any more election stealings. And despite the final tally and the inauguration and the situation we find ourselves in, I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. Without voter suppression. Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. You refuse to concede and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. Baseless claims by the president and his supporters that there's been widespread voter fraud and that the election was somehow rigged or stolen from President Trump. That kind of rhetoric is extremely dangerous, extremely poisonous, to our democracy.
2: <laughs> God. Thank God you ended this whole election montage with Chucky Erection Schumer. Uh, no, I know. I mm. know. All right. So, see, guys, they moved on just fine
1: after their defeats. There's, there you go. There's number nine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't you wish life came with a user manual? I've needed that a lot. Trust me. Stuff goes wrong, even for myself and the other co host here at Good Morning Liberty. Unfortunately, we don't get that user manual. You just kind of figure it out on your own. Hope you're making the best decisions. Maybe it's a career change or relationship. You could be a new parent. Pretty easy to get stuck. We don't have that user manual, but we do have better help. Therapists can help you figure out that whole stuck feeling, help you build better coping skills and work through those tough decisions. I have done therapy before. Some of the best things I've done in my life, some of the best changes that I've made were because I was talking to a therapist. It was not easy when I did it. It was actually pretty tough. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I am really glad that I did it. It's not about a therapist making decisions for you. It's about becoming a healthy version of yourself so you can make the best decisions on your own. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out the brief question there, the match with a the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com gml. That's better help slash gml. All right, here, let's do this one real quick. Charlie, if you haven't seen this, your blood's about to boil wow. so hard. Oh, man, I'm excited to be here for it.
2: PSA to everyone out there. I'm speaking for myself, but I'm probably speaking for a large majority of other officers out there. If we're driving on the freeway in our police car, get the fuck out of the way. Get the fuck out of the way. If you merge and we follow behind you and we merge too, you're probably in trouble. Best way to find that out is get the out of the way. I can go 90 miles an hour. You can't. You can't do that. So get the fuck out of the way. If us officers stay behind you long enough, we can find a reason to pull you over. So you might as well get the f- out of the way. Super simple.
1: That's all. Uh, Your thoughts. Whew.
2: Rules My for thee. My heart rate went up. Rules for thee and not for me.
1: Now that, out of all the things, these are these are people that you're in contact with, that you see all the time. This is the one to be upset about today. Mm, mm-hmm. It's disgusting. I, I I can go ninety. You can't. Get out of
2: my way. I, I'm the important one.
1: I truly hope that she loses her job over it. I doubt that she will because I guess everything that she said was fine. Plus she has a union protecting her from being a bad person. But she got a one day suspension. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I didn't I didn't follow up on it. Oh okay power corrupts okay that's what the uh, tagline from whatever libertarian page it was that shared that power corrupts we know that this is someone who has power over other people if they get behind you just get out of the way what do you what do you what does that mean because they can go 90 and you can't so stop she here's what she hates when she gets behind people they drive the speed limit yeah because they're worried she's going to pull them over speeding and she does not want to be driving the speed limit like everyone else i felt bad for cops before even people who buy you know the cop cars that they sell later on at the auctions and stuff and they still got the spotlight on there or something you tell it used to be a cop yeah they get behind people driving the speed limit slow down now i don't i drive 10 miles and 10 miles over all the time whether there's a cop behind me or not it's always 10 miles over because i got nothing to hide and I'm going to go 80. I don't care. And I think I project that to them when I decide I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. To me, it's the people who freak out. They're yeah. like, they I hit feel their like brakes. a cop would be like, why is that person so concerned about me pulling them over? I need to pull them over right now. That's what I've always thought. I don't hit my brakes yeah. when I go around the cop. You don't but slow down. Nothing. Then she says, if we follow you long enough, we can find the reason to pull you over. Yeah, of course. It's true. That's the way the rules are written. Why do you think I've been pulled over 77 times? Yeah, they can always find the reason. Maybe so, it's because of the spoiler you put on your car. I think it had something to do school. with that. Yeah. All right. Let's make sure these numbers are in. This is one that I really wanted to talk about earlier in the week, but I was trying to save it for Dumb Leap of the Week. And I I wish we would have talked about it sooner because, of course, everyone has talked about it by now. But it's it's got to be mentioned. I'm actually here today doing this episode so we could talk about this, and specifically the cover that's being run for Stacey Abrams right now. Now, before we even, I know that you've already heard the clip and everything, but before we even go over exactly what she said, we're going to start off by looking at this from people who are on the left. And we're going to view this situation as if we are someone who is on the left who gets their Huffington Post email sent to their inbox every day. And you heard that Republicans are all up in arms about something that Stacey Abrams said. Well, don't worry, everyone. We're here to explain it to you from the Huffington Post. Stacey Abrams enrages Republicans by citing science on fetal heartbeats. That is correct. That is the the article headline. Stacey Abrams enrages Republicans by citing science on fetal heartbeats. They are mad, of course, about science, because Republicans do not care about science. They are anti-science, and the people on the left, well, they are pro-science. They make all of their judgments based on science, of course, and that is where we're going with this. George Democrat Stacey Abrams caused a stir among conservatives this week for repeating what medical experts have said about so-called fetal heartbeats at six weeks of pregnancy. That's all she did, y'all. She just repeated what medical experts have said about fetal heartbeats. And here's the quote that the Huffington Post decides to go ahead and fact check and base this article off of. They say here. Here's the uh, here's the quote from Stacey Abrams: "There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks." Okay, Abrams, who is running a campaign centered on abortion access to unseat Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, said during a panel discussion in Atlanta on Tuesday. Now she then says it's a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. The clip at a moment went viral after it was shared by a Twitter account run by. The Republican National Committee, inflaming its followers, talking heads on Fox News, cast her as an anti-science conspiracy theorist, conservative commentator. Meghan McCain called her a very sick person, noting she heard her own child's heartbeat when she was six weeks pregnant. And Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas, a doctor known for spreading misinformation about abortion, wondered why do radical Dems hate unborn babies? Once again, from the Huffington Post. But according to gynecology experts, Abrams is correct in saying there is no heartbeat at six weeks. At that stage, the embryo's development, the chambers and valves of the heart, the opening and closing of which create the heartbeat sound don't exist yet. Abrams was arguing against the use of the fetal heartbeat for abortion legislation. A rhythmic noise can be heard via an ultrasound machine at six weeks. But according to the American College of on obstetricians and gynecologists, it's clinically inaccurate to use the word heartbeat to describe that sound. So what we're basically talking about right now are semantics. So we're going to go about the rest of this article, by the way, is whether or not there is an actual heartbeat. So what they say is that there are no chambers of the heart developed at the early stage of pregnancy. and This word is used to describe, so there is no recognizable heartbeat. What pregnant people, because there's no valves and chambers of the heart, what we use to call a heartbeat that doesn't exist. An embryo is not developed enough to be called a fetus until around 10 weeks. And it's not until 17 to 20 that the chambers of the heart have been developed and can be detected via ultrasound. Let's see, Dr. Verma in Atlanta explained in April that the sound people hear during ultrasounds at six weeks of pregnancy is manufactured by the ultrasound machine. Manufactured by the ultrasound machine. Quote, it's an electrical pulse that's translated into the sound we're hearing from the ultrasound machine. There's truth and fiction associated with this. I don't know if you guys know this about sound. And I'm going to have to question whether or not we're really here right now. But everything that you're hearing me say at this moment is an electrical impulse that has been translated by your device. I don't want to freak you out, but I'm not in your car talking right now. I'm not actually inside of your headphones. That's not what's happening. There is a sound that has been translated electronically and that is now being translated back out by the speakers and whatever device it is that you are using. I hate to tell you, I'm not actually there with you right now. In in my heart, I'm there with you right now, but I'm not really there. What you are hearing is an electrical pulse that has been translated into the sound that you are currently hearing. I'm going to give you a moment to digest that information while we play what Stacey Abrams actually had to say. I forgot we haven't played the clip yet.
0: There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take
1: All right, so you could talk about whether or not it's a heartbeat. Maybe the heart is not fully developed at that time. You could say, okay, well, that's not a heart beating. There's just a pulse that's happening. Can we just call it a pulse? Would that be fine? An ultrasound machine is taking whatever movements, whatever sounds it's finding in there as it's bouncing sounds around. And yes, it translates them back into sounds. That's what it always does. That's, that's most of the sounds that you hear that aren't right there in the room with you. They're, they're all just electronics translated through a speaker system to represent whatever that was. Okay. Now, they're going over semantics here. Well, there's no valves in the heart. They're not opening and closing. That's not what's happening. But there is a pulse happening at that time, and the ultrasound takes that pulse that is making a sound, and then it plays them back through the speakers for you, for you to hear. Now, that's the argument that they would like everyone to get caught up in, everything that we've talked about. What about the rest of it? What about the insane conspiracy theory that she's actually throwing out there. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. So l- let me just get this right. The uh, the ultrasound people and all the doctors that have been using this for a long time, they got together, a bunch of men, they all got together with one another. And they said hey here's what we want to do is people making the ultrasound to you know the guy running the company and then the person who's actually designing the this software and everything for it here's what i want you to do Uh, when we put this ultrasound device down on here at that moment what i want you to do is i want you to create this sound and the guy's like why do you want me to create this sound well this woman currently she thinks that she should have control over her own body, and I'm on a mission right now at at Ultrasounds R Us to convince women that men actually have the right to control their body. And I think that creating this fake heartbeat sound, and we're going to call it a heartbeat, that way later on they could, you know, maybe maybe they can argue with this, I don't know. Should it be called a pulse? I'm not sure. Let's just call it a heartbeat, whatever. It's going to make this sound. I want you to write this in here, okay? It's going to make this sound, and then that sound is going to let women know that men should have control over their bodies, all right? And then everyone who makes the ultrasound machines and all the doctors who use those to do tests and imaging and all that, They're all in on it too, of course, every single one of them at the same time, all working for that same goal. I don't know. Maybe the doctors don't know about the evil software code that's written into the machine or whatever it is. Maybe they're not aware of it. I'm not really sure. Um, (laughs) Stacey Abrams also, you know, said that she wasn't going to say she lost the election. She refused to say that she lost her election. She said that it was all voter suppression. She is someone who says crazy stuff. And she's pretty big, which is fine. It's fine to be a conspiracy theorist when when you want to. That's fine if you want to be a conspiracy theorist. But I guess the bigger problem here is when you treat other people who have theories about things like they're crazy because they have conspiracy theories that sometimes turn out to be true, sometimes don't. All right. Or when the media wants to come in and run cover for you because you're a Democrat that's running for governor against a Republican that they already said that you beat the last time, even though you lost by 50,000 votes. When the media decides to come out here and run cover for you. What about what Twitter, that, the funny part is, is that Twitter completely skipped over this whole thing. Let me grab what Twitter had to say about this. I forgot to actually put it in the in the show notes today. Give me one second here. It shows you why, you know, I don't want Elon Musk to be forced to buy anything that he doesn't want to buy. Okay, I get that. I don't want him to be forced into doing it. But I do think that there's a pretty good bright side to Elon Musk getting forced into buying Twitter. I'll just put this over here on the screen. This is my email client right there. Here's what showed you when, you know, they get to write their own little paragraph underneath whatever it is that's trending so they can explain to people why this person is trending right now. And so you see Stacey Abrams trending on Twitter, and it says, Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams said there is no such thing as a fetal heartbeat at six weeks of pregnancy. And doctors agree one doesn't exist during this early stage of pregnancy, reports from NBC News and NPR confirm. Now, in this little description that they put, of course, they didn't mention that she also said the sound you hear on an ultrasound was manufactured by men in order to gain control over women's bodies. I understand there's limits to how much they can put in that little paragraph, but this is their description. Maybe people were freaking out for the most part that she also said that sound was fake and manufactured by men to control women's bodies. I don't know. That could also be part of it, maybe not. Who knows? Anyway, that is the last dumb bleep of the week. We'll go to the new White House press secretary. You just you decide why this is so dumb.
0: And again, we see majority of Americans who disagree, and so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then you know. That is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. And.
1: Okay, so just to be clear, if you're not with the majority of Americans, then you are an an extremist. extremist. Talk about the problems of that coming from a gay black woman while I'm finding this next video.
2: The irony. I know. By the way. Yeah. In which these people. The problem, or some of the problems that we had with, let's say, slavery or passing laws like segregation and Jim Crow and things like that, was that was majority tyranny. Mm. That's exactly what it was, right? And what it took is is the 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 foundation of our com- of our, our company, a country, <laughs> and our co- and our company both. <laughs> is based on individual rights, that the, that the right of the individual is supreme above the majority. That the first level of supremeness is the individual, and that their rights cannot be violated, even if everyone else in the country
1: wants to violate their rights. And to hear that coming from, once again, a gay black woman, up there talking about how, If you're not with a majority, then you're an extremist. I Please, please, someone has to ask her about this. And I don't don't know if they did. I doubt they did or it would have been included in the quote right there. But Charlie said, we didn't have gay marriage. Majority of the people didn't want to have that. Still a decent amount of people that don't want to have that. Women couldn't vote, you know, back in the good old days. Own property? (laughs) Own property, anything like that. Wear pants. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and then let's not even go into the things that black people had to go through as well, like Charlie said. And that was all because democracy is, is, is tyranny when you just go with what the majority of people want. Eventually, you had to have a small minority of people over those things. And so this whole idea that whatever the majority wants, and that's the problem. That's the kind of democracy that they're talking about when they talk about democracy. It's what 50.1% of the people want. And if you're against that, then you are against democracy and you are an extremist it's 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 sad it's It's disgusting this is the religion
2: aspect if you're not with us you're against us Mm -hmm. you know if you're not part of the majority and how we think right now well you're against us and you know we we're not gonna we don't we don't have to
1: listen to you i hope you enjoyed this recap episode once again you can vote on these to get to a Dumb bleep of the Year by going to joingml.com. It's $6 per month. There's a bunch of really fun people in the group. We have tons of different channels uh, pertaining to different subjects. You can post news. We have a Dumb bleep channel. We got a meme channel. We got stuff where people just talk about stuff that's off topic. And then, of course, you get to watch for all of our live episodes throughout the week. So that's joingml.com. That's where you listen And if you're not going to do that, you might as well make sure you're here for Dumb Bleep of the Year, which is going to be on December 30th. Thank you.